Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Happy Easter weekend, college baseball fans, and welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast, the number one college baseball podcast in America. Wow, what a midweek we just had. It's it, it's shaping up to be such a, such a fun season um, this year. And the coolest thing is, now that we're about halfway through, Dimitri, it's starting to become regional projection season if you know what I mean. You can start trying to put the puzzle pieces together, and instead of having a guest on this this week's show doing the weekend pick with us, we decided we wanted to break down the regional projections after we, of course, go over what happened this midweek and some of the surprising headlines we had in college baseball. But, yeah, so instead of, a, uh, instead of a, an interview, we're going to take that time to – kind of talk to you guys about our thoughts and both of our individual regional projections, which we both came out with and posted on Twitter, did not look at one another's. We did it separately and they are pretty different uh, now that I'm comparing the two. I haven't, I haven't like quite gotten through. I haven't quite like really looked at yours yet. Um, of which course. Is, I, actually, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't yeah, I got it like there. that, dude. Yeah. No, because I, I just hadn't gotten a chance to like, you know, go through it. Like I, I, I like kind of looked at it briefly, but I kind of like that. So I can hear your thoughts here rather than having like predetermined thoughts on whatever, because I got yeah. people were the most, for the most part, it was good, like feedback and good reaction to it. But a few clowns thought they, they had to attack me. And I'm like, dude, I do this for fun. Like if I get something wrong, <laughs> they here think or there, like my dad, like my <laughs> bad, like, um, but, yeah, they, they picture you as Joe Lenardi of college baseball, and and they think like, oh, I can show them why they're wrong. Um, dude, nothing was funnier than whenever I posted my 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 joke of a of a uh, regional projection where I just did a little sneak peek, and I had Mercer as a one overall seed, and Tennessee as the two overall, and I loaded Mercer's regional um, with Iona, Alcorn State, and Rutgers. I think no, 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 no. Alcorn State, Iona, and St. Peter's were in Mercer's regional. And then I loaded up Tennessee's for Miami and Texas Tech and Dallas Baptist. And I set it up with like a super regional as well. That was pretty simple um, for Mercer and then very hard for the Tennessee regional. People thought I was being serious. They're like, dude, this guy doesn't know anything about college baseball. Are you being serious? Like, And I'm like, bro, it's a joke. Like, I could not make it more clear that Mercer is the one overall seed. And I have number 301, two, uh, 300, and 299 in the RPI in the regional. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, but, I saw that. Um, and they were like, dude, seriously, you're going to have Southern Miss as a four a four seed in a regional? They're like number 10, 11 in the nation. Like, relax, guys. It's it's funny. But yeah, yeah. I ended up um, coming out with a serious one. It just took me a little bit longer than it took you. Hey, your shirt is sick, by the way. What is it, 2019 College World Series? Can you guess the teams? It has the logos on it. I haven't seen – I haven't seen – I can't see the bottom of it. I know. Guess the teams. Oh. Who, who, who was in the 2019 College World Series? 2019. Vanderbilt, Michigan. Yep. Um, Texas Tech. Yep. Um, Vanderbilt, um, Vanderbilt, Michigan, Texas Tech. Did Arkansas? Yep. No, they didn't. Yeah, they, they did. They did. They did. Arkansas, um, TCU. Nope. No. Who? Twenty nineteen. Michigan, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. One of them won the Texas Georgia Tech, Tech regional. One of them won the. Uh, oh, Georgia Auburn. Re- Auburn. Yep, and one oh. of them won the Georgia regional. Florida State. Yep, and uh, I think the other two hosted a regional. And one of them's in Omaha every year. Stanford? No, no. Right, right. Mascot, kind of, with an S. Oh, Louisville. Louisville yep. was there. Louisville yep. was there. Reed um, Detmers and, and uh, Alex Benellis and those guys, they were studs. Yep. Last team. I mean, you're going to get chirped at on Twitter the most for this one. Wh- who's the last team? Mississippi State does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I got this shirt when I was in Omaha. It yeah. was funny. A little backstory about this shirt. They were selling the 2021 um, College World Series shirts for $55 at this shop I was at in Omaha. They were selling this 2019 one for $5. Oh, give me the 2019, then get the, <laughs> 20, like, then get the 2020 the next year or something. I was like, hey, it's not that important. It's not $50 more important for me to buy this year. So like, I'll take the, the retro one. I'll take the 2019 one. Right, 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 right. Um, but hey, before we get going on what we're going to talk about, the Iona freaking Gales. The Gales. Final, dude, what's more surprising that they come out and win their first game of the season? Or, which we're going to talk about here in a second, Tennessee losing the first time since Texas and losing to a team like Tennessee Tech. Twenty. What a freaking game, dude. Yeah, but we just got news that Iona won a game for the first time this season. I don't even know. Who, let me take a guess. Who? The, oh, they're playing St. Peter's. They're in our pick'em. I was, I was kind of spazzing out there for a second. I, I was, I yep. was rushing. Saint Peter's. Who, who are they playing? St. Peter's. Um, you picked St. Peter's, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I did. think. Hey, hey, it's not over yet. Cause hey, I own them. If they can lose thirty-three in a row, they sure they'll lose <laughs> two more in a row this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, the funniest <laughs> part about that that St. Peter. I mean, the Iona v- video that just came out. The pitcher had no idea what to do, and Aaron Little tweeted that at us. They, they're not used to winning games, and they haven't since, what, 2020 or 2020? No, I guess 2021 they won a few games. But the pitcher gets the last out and then just, like, turns around looking around like, what do I do? Do I celebrate with the catcher? Do I celebrate with the, the, the shortstop? Or do I even celebrate? Do I act like we've been here before? Um, it's just, man, the little things like that is what makes college baseball just crack me up sometimes. The... Uh, but yeah, we put that series in our weekend pick them just to give both of those teams a little light. They've uh, they've paid their dues this year, to say the least. They have uh, both been beaten up a pretty good amount. So they're facing off against each other. They're pretty evenly matched. And Iona takes game one, 
little preview to the end of the episode when we do our weekend pick them. The other series are going to be Miami, Florida. Or, sorry, Miami at Virginia Tech, Stanford at UCLA, um, LSU at Arkansas, and um, hold on, what, what's the other ones? Oh, of course, St. Peter's at Iona. Liberty at Kennesaw State and Georgia State at Georgia Southern. In my opinion, I think they're all very evenly matched besides Miami's rolling right now. And I think Arkansas is a lot better than LSU, but who knows? LSU is hot, but hey, let's get into that later. Let's get into that later. Right? Yeah, I was just giving a little preview there. Yeah, okay. Um, so... But let's, let's go. Let's, let, how, we, how do you want to do this regional breakdown? Do you want to just kind of discuss, like, we don't have yeah. to break it whole, the whole thing down. Like, no, we're not like, going to break the whole thing down. We're just, I just want to give both of our thought processes on on, okay. on how teams were, are, are to get in or how teams are going to find their way out. Maybe some teams, like, for example, I know you're going to spend some time talking about UConn, who's ranked number 24 in the nation, and you have them as a four seed because – of what you're projecting is going to happen the rest of the year. And there's teams like that that I had trouble with. Kennesaw State was one of them. Um, yep. So but, let's do this. Give me your top eight national seed. Yeah, so the top eight and national seed. And then give me like one or two teams that kind of barely missed the cut kind of thing. Yep. Um, well, I think it's no surprise that number one overall is Tennessee. Yep. Um, and uh, Tennessee I, think, I think if you're a college baseball outlet, uh, media site, then you do a college baseball projection and you don't have them number one overall, either one, you're an idiot, or two, you can see in the future. Because right now, I mean, they're, they're pretty much concreted in right now. Uh, number two overall, Miami, I think they're well-deserving. They've, uh, they've been just playing unbelievable baseball. Now, of course, I have personal opinions that I think they're going to cool off here pretty soon. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, number three overall seed, I have uh, Texas Tech. Just because they beat Texas head to head in a weekend series, I think Texas is right there, up uh, right up there with them. Arkansas four, Texas five, Oregon State six, um, Oklahoma State seven, Georgia eight. Oh yeah, we're just doing our, our top eight, and then the, of course the teams that are close: Virginia, UCLA, um, Notre Dame, even. And, and okay, so give me your top eight again. So Tennessee. one Tennessee, one Tennessee, two Miami, three Texas Tech, four Arkansas, five Texas, six Oregon State, seven Oklahoma State, and eight Georgia. Um, okay. Now that's a little mix between what they've already done this year, like the resume they put together, and what I expect them to uh, do the rest of the season, like finish out the season. Um, okay. I'll be honest, I'm very high on all three of those Big 12 teams to finish out the regular season pretty strong. That's why I have all three of them. I, I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went I went Tennessee one. Wow. Shocker. Um, I know. Big, big, like it's a big leap of faith there. Um, <laughs> Miami two. Notre Dame three. See, the thing is, I put Notre Dame at three because, dude, I honestly, I think they, they're. I think they're better than what people are giving them credit for. Like, yeah, I think they're really. I think they're really good, and they were just kind of slow starting the year. It's kind of slow, like waking well, up a little bit to get going. They got a little cold weather syndrome, you know. They they don't. Obviously, they they play up north, so they're. It takes them a little while to get going, and um, but I agree with you. I will say my top eight 
the order of them is not 100% exactly the eight best team. It might I kind of match up your super regionals a little bit because they do yeah. that. The committee wants to set up super regional matchup and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I put Notre Dame at three. Rudy's crib, by the way. Hey, people love when I did the, the names. names on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Pacific Northwest, Oregon State at four, Georgia at five, Texas Tech at six, Oklahoma State at seven, and Arkansas at eight. So you don't so have think, Texas in the top eight. I have Texas um, at nine, and then Georgia Tech at ten, and Virginia at eleven. Yeah, so I'll be honest with you. The Georgia Tech pick surprised me a lot. They, um, I don't I, know if I they're going to be I able know. to sustain an, an ACC schedule with just the little amount of pitching they have. They, I, gonna... I, I think I think I I could be very wrong in that Georgia Tech one, but. At the same time, I tried to do a little super regional matching up because yeah. at the end of the day, what's the honestly, what if you're not one, two, or three, or four, what's the difference between like you know, five, six, seven, and eight, nine? You know, your super regional pick, you obviously don't want to be 16. No, you don't, don't want to be, be, you don't really want to be 50, like 13 through 16. You're getting your really tough two seeds that just missed out on hosting. You know? Oh yeah, and and that's what that's what a lot of people don't uh, fully think about. Not only do you have to match up with a number one, two, three, four overall seed, um, like national seed in the super regionals, but the lower you're ranked, the the harder the two seed gets. Generally speaking, um, generally speaking, which yeah, yeah n- you know, like Arkansas like for example, didn't get that treatment last for year. For example, like some two seeds. Here, here's what um, so. For the Tennessee uh, regional, my two seed was Rutgers, which obviously they're having a great year, but Rutgers as a two seed doesn't scare Tennessee at all. But, Meanwhile, but hey, don't do that to them. That's what they did to Arkansas with Nebraska last I year. I know, I know, I know, I know. I put Georgia Southern as my two seed in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I mean, they're going to have to continue to win a lot of big games and a lot of midweeks for me, me to get yeah, them up to I a know, two seed. I know, but I mean, here, here's the deal. The RPI... What you the RPI you see today is going to be extremely different than the RPI you're going to see end of May, right? So, well, the way it, you it kind takes, of project, it takes about thirty games for the RPI to even start making sense. I mean, we saw the beginning of the year there were teams one overall in the RPI that had like they were three games above five hundred. Dallas Baptist at one point was like ten and seven. They were number one in the RPI, and it's like so, what? What are we doing here? Here's here's what I would say. And I think I don't know if most people understand this or not, but go look at their schedule and look at how many top 50, top 75 RPI games they have left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can see if they have a chance to move up or if they're gonna stay the same or drop. So yeah. when you when you look at Georgia Southern, I was looking at them. I think let me see, Georgia, like for example, Georgia Southern, um, there's 17 RPI right now, right? Right, and that's really, really freaking good. Like you're, you're that's almost hosting. That's hosting area, right? Um, their quadrant, run, quadrant, run, one, oh my god, quadrant one record is four and seven, which is not bad. It's really not that bad because that means you have four top 50 wins, which is good. Um, and you, and the committee respects you playing tough schedule. So, to finish my point on Tennessee. 
they got swept at Tennessee, but they scheduled them. No, no, went on the Georgia road. Southern, Georgia Southern, not Tennessee. But I, I know what you mean. No, no, no. They played at Tennessee to open No, you the said year. my final point on Tennessee. And then you oh, said Tennessee. oh, oh, oh. They had swept just, to Tennessee. Yeah. And then, okay, so anyway, 17 RPI. Rest of the year they have Georgia State coming to at home, 25 RPI. That's three games against 25. Florida State next week, 31 RPI. South Alabama on the road, 56 RPI. Coastal at home, 67. Troy, 65. Georgia Tech, 10. And then Little Rock, 165. Then Mercer, 22. So you're looking at one, two, three, Those are almost four, all five, quadrant one six, wins. Seven, not wins, but games. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games left against top 67 RPI team. Could that change a little bit? Yes. Some teams can drop, you know. But let's just say top 75, that's 14 more games. Georgia Southern probably going to finish the year top 30-ish RPI. And that is that's if they territory. win, though. That's if they win. If they go and lose 80% of these Let's games. Let's just say they, they go 500 against that schedule. 500 against that schedule. They're going to have 15 quadrant one game. Yeah. Seven or eight, maybe nine win. And that's top 30, top 40 area you're in. Yeah, they're gonna. That, I mean, they they've built themselves a really good at large case. I agree, but and they have a series win at Texas State. So we we took two different approaches because I had Georgia Southern as a three seed, pretty much locked in because I don't think they're going to be able to sustain winning all of Fair these point. games back That's to a back. Future projection, you yeah. know, because if, if they go out and lose a majority of these games. Obviously, those those games are, are big RPI games. But if you lose an if RPI you lose, game, you lose. You lose, you lose. You lose. Yeah, it doesn't help you. Hey, if they lose most of these games, let's say they're number forty RPI, and they lose most of these games, don't worry. Throw the RPI out the window. The resume is just not there enough. Yeah, at that point. I agree. So that's more of like, a, hey, what do you think they're gonna do versus mm-hmm. rather just substantial facts today? Yeah. So, um, Georgia, if I'm Georgia Southern. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about making the postseason, even if I don't. Well, but they you control cannot, their they control their own destiny. Yeah, but that's like that's like for example, um, who who Mississippi State they control their own destiny too. They just have to win out against the hardest schedule ever. You know? Oh what I mean? well, dude, that that brings me to a point I had saved, I had written down in my notes. It doesn't matter who you are in the Big Twelve or the ACC or the SEC. You control your own destiny. 100%. You win you win weekend series. It doesn't matter what you do on the weekend. It doesn't matter what you do leading up to this point. If Missouri goes and wins the next six uh, SEC series, they're in. If they win yep. five of the next six, they're in. Yep. So, so. It, what was so hard about making this regional projection is you have to take into account what these teams have done already leading up to this point. But the projecting about what they're going to do the rest of the year that's what's the hard part because there's probably 55 or 60 teams that control their own destiny. Um, it goes all the way from Missouri in the SEC to Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt. Uh, Coastal Carolina is another team in the Sun Belt that has won some big games and have potential to win some more. Um, it's all about. So, hey, um, I was just, go ahead, finish. I was going to say, it's, it's all about just controlling, like being in a position where you can control your own destiny. Yep. Um, versus teams that are in the Conference USA that have maybe lost 20 games already. They have to just bank on winning the, the Conference USA tournament. They're just, they can't get in that large spot. Yeah, so like for the mindset, for some, so you guys can kind of have an idea. When I, I, we went through this. We, we 
and I'm, let me tell you, when regional projections come out, like when D1 drops their regional projection, mid-majors especially get super excited when they see their name at Miami, at Tennessee. Oh, my God, it'd be so sick to play. <laughs> yeah. start getting, like, you start getting excited, like, hey, we're doing really well. It, 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 it gets really difficult because you know you put more pressure on each game because that game you played – February 30th, I mean 28th, there's no February 30th, <laughs> February 28th or March 5th, there's no pressure. There's no pressure to showing up, you're playing your ball game against whoever is playing. Now we start getting to this part of the season, regional projections coming out, you're close to the top 25, you're getting votes. It gets difficult because you don't want to lose it. You know how close you are to all that hard work paying off to playing in the postseason in front of a lot of fans you get super excited and you start dreaming a little bit. You start getting, catching yeah. yourself dreaming and visualizing all these awesome things that are ahead of you. But you, you, you are you just, still you, so far away. You just unlock some of the darkest memories I have, some of the worst memories I have, because I, I fell into this trap. My senior year at Mercer, we were 22nd in the nation, no, like the highest ranked mid-major team in the country, uh, just swept East Carolina on the road. And – we started seeing these regional projections come out, right? And we were projected to be a two seed at Clemson or a two seed at Vanderbilt, whatever it was. And it was it was a mindset of more instead of going out and just having fun trying to win the game, it was more of trying not to lose because we immediately turned around and lost to a team. It was either Florida A and M or it was Georgia it was State. Florida. I remember it because you guys just yeah. swept East Carolina. You yeah. went back home and you went to Tallahassee and lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we lost I to remember. a terrible. Florida A&M team and and we were like we were like man are we gonna is that gonna hurt our resume are we not gonna make the regional but 100%. meanwhile like we should have known as a SoCon team we more than likely weren't gonna get an at-large bid anyways uh, unless we finish the season incredibly strong we should just been focused on playing games just trying to win the the SoCon tournament which we ended up losing so we never made it to a regional and uh, at this time during that year, 2017, like mid-April, we were we were projected two seeds. So that's why I say none of this – I'm not going to say none of this matters leading up to this, but it really, really does matter how you finish the season. That's how committees look at it. If you don't finish the season strong, you're going to get overlooked. You're going to get jumped over um, by a team like Duke that won 19 straight games last year. And uh, I think Duke ended up jumping – was it – Alabama or no Alabama made a regional there was a team last year that didn't make a regional that everybody had like permanent TC, uh, TCU was not supposed to get what no that was two that, that was, was 2019, 2019. Mm -hmm. um I but Duke Duke year, jumped but over somebody that everybody thought was going to make a regional I thought it was Alabama but then oh I, I, um oh man oh man oh man oh man okay I don't remember was it Texas it State Texas State had an incredible resume. They it didn't get in. It was Texas State, yeah. It was Texas State. So to continue to your point about your, you know, your experience at Mercer, my senior, my junior, my sophomore year, we were top twenty-five. We were mm -hmm. steamrolling. We had a, we were same exact thing. We started RPI checking after every game. Mm -hmm. Start, you know, following up on the projections, all that stuff. We were a lock for a two seed. We were on our way home from Georgia Tech. We just absolutely spanked them up there. <laughs> we were on our way home. We're like, dude, this is unbelievable. Two more um, Atlantic Sun series left. 
and we sh- we shit the bed, dude. We absolutely collapsed yep. the last two weekends, and we're like, oh my god. The next projection came out before conference tournament. We were a last four in or out. I can't remember. We're like, dude, no way, no way. You, you went know, from a two like seed that. to last four in or last four out, just like so that. We go to the conference tournament. We win game one. And I think Kendall Rogers tweeted something like, hey, Mercer got their one win in the tournament. They should be in now. We get we get absolutely curb stomped the next two games. We go two and barbecue. We're done. <laughs> we go back to Macon. And I remember Gibson, everybody was like, are we in? Like, we don't know. Are we in? He's like calling. We're like checking Twitter, all this stuff. We ended up getting in at the three seed in Mississippi State. And it was just, it was went from automatic to, oh, my God, we barely got in. Senior That's year, how fast it can happen. Uh, junior year, we were even better, Ben. We were even better. <laughs> and we lost three straight series to end the year. Went two in barbecue in the Atlantic Sun tournament. We were the last four. We were one of the last four out. Clemson was the last team in. We were out. Clemson took our spot. They lost by 20 to Vanderbilt that Friday. I remember night. that. I remember that. Uh, not Van, um No, they were in the... They, uh, they Van- lost by like 20. It was like really bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And we were pissed, dude. We had we like stayed on campus to watch it, and we didn't get in. And Clemson got in, got absolutely smacked. And senior year, we got the automatic bid. I'm telling you, when guys winning the automatic bid takes ten years, saves you ten years on your life. When yeah, you it just does. win the tournament, you're in the regional that whole week or that <laughs> rest of the weekend till Monday. You're like, we're in. Let's just see where we're going. Mm-hmm. And you don't so, have to like, sweat it because I, I know because you I, I forgot about this. But, yeah, when you were at Mercer, the three years, you got a little bit of taste of everything. You got a taste of like, are we in? And you actually got in. You got a taste of are we in? And then your first four out. And then you got the taste of automatic bid. Like, I'm in where are we going. And, uh, yeah, I guess you can attest to to the the saving 10 years on your life by just not sweating it out, not Dude, stressing it. That Monday when you're wake up in the morning, no school, you're, you're the only people on campus. I'm telling you, I remember that Monday morning when we went after we came home from Charleston winning the tournament, I woke up. Um, we like all of our roommates, we made a big breakfast showered. He had music playing because we had a 12 o'clock or one o'clock selection show at Buffalo wild wing. Mm-hmm. And so we were like all putting, getting dressed in our little team uh, polos. Like we were super <laughs> excited. Like, where are we going? That morning, D1 had us going to Florida State. And I mean, dude, it is one of the best feelings ever. And I, I hope as many people as possible can experience that feeling. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, something that I, this is a little bit off topic, but on topic. Um, something I want to do, and then I, I think I might release sometime this weekend. I think I'm going to put together a bottom 64 bracket bracket projection and uh, have <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the reverse of a top 64 regional projection. And I don't know if I'm going to do it with the one seeds being the worst teams or if I'm making the 16 seeds the worst teams. Because how funny would it be if uh, Alcorn State, Iona, UC Davis, and uh, St. Bonaventures were like hosting – like they were the one seeds. <laughs> They're hosting the, the Iona, the freaking last four, uh, the first four in. Yeah, first four. In. Um, but hey, so let's get back on topic here with our kind of projection. So yeah, like, we got to a little another, off topic. That's fine though. I think that story was it was fun. It was yeah. good for people. So Gonzaga. I don't know what to do with Gonzaga. I don't know what to do with them. 
They're like a host. Like they're on the like. Are they hosting? Are they not hosting? And here's the deal. In, in this is my opinion based on what I've seen. Okay, four and three against quadrant one, six and two against quadrant two. Pretty pretty freaking good resume. Fifteen RPIs of today, right, Ben? Mm-hmm. They've got Portland sixty four, Oregon State two against Oregon State, a seven RPI, and then it's one seventy two, eighty six, one ninety three, one sixteen, ninety two, then twelve and nineteen to end the year. Basically, Gonzaga, like they have one, two, three, four, five. They have six games. Between Oregon State, Oregon, and San Diego, they have six game to boost their RPI. Everything else is just going to bring it down. Even if they sweep, let's just say they sweep 193 RPI Loyola Marymount, their RPI is going to drop a few points. How much did it drop? I don't know. I don't know the formula. You think so? I don't know, man. If you sweep so, a team, they're like 130 is not that bad. It's over half. 193 is bad. Oh, I thought you said 133. 193 is bad. Okay. So, like, if you sweep that series, you're going to still drop five points depending on what some the rest of your common opponents do and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, they they basically need to split against Oregon State, beat Oregon, and take two out of three against San Diego at the end of the year, and they'll be in the hosting discussion. But yeah, like, that, that, that was a team. Gonzaga gave me one of the most trouble when I was doing the bracket because, yeah, of course – they uh they have the resume right now to be a host. I mean, you can't argue with that. But when you look at what they have remaining, and I don't know, I I just I feel like they're just not playing. They're not going to be playing great baseball at the end of the year, just because I feel like they've used it. I had them as a two seed, <coughs> and the problem you get with the West Coast being a two seed, um, or just the West Coast in general when making a regional bracket, like you you got to send them to like one of the other one of the other um hosting like that are out west so your, your choices are I send them to ucla i sent them as a two seed to ucla as well but it's like okay are you gonna send them to ucla oregon state i guess you can consider texas tech out west um but i put them i put them in ucla because they're gonna be a super high strong two seed it wouldn't be fair to send uh, gonzaga to you know it might be taking number four national seed oregon state yeah, well, uh, also Nebraska to Arkansas, like that's just not fair. And I hope the committee, mm-hmm. please, please start rewarding the, at least the top four, top five national seeds. They play an unbelievable schedule. You reward them with, with the easiest path mm-hmm. to Omaha because they deserve. That's what the first fifty-six games of the year are for, right? Like, like that's what it's for. And when you put a number one seeded Duke against number sixteen or Kentucky against St. Peter's. You're rewarding them with a very soft opponent to get to the next round. That's the whole point of it. So, like, I hope they do that. I hope, I hope they take a fair poll of RPI and a fair mm-hmm. poll of. We know this team is good. Gonzaga's got three, a whole rotation of dudes that can win a regional. Oh yeah. So like, don't send them somewhere and screw somebody else over. You know what's kind of weird to me about these regional projections is there there's going to be some regionals that somehow don't have a sec or a big 12 team in them which i think are the two best conferences personally so for example there was a there was a regional that i had to put together with maryland as a two seed Uh, i didn't have them quite as a one seed i think maryland could host if they run through the the big 10 but so i had to put maryland as a two seed 
And uh, so I put him in Virginia's regional, right? So really, I have Maryland at the two in Virginia as well. Yeah, just because it geographically ge- geographically yep. fits, and Virginia's had a good resume so far, and so is Maryland. But um, and then you know I had to put a pretty strong number four seed in there, so I put College of Charleston, who's also like right around there in that area. And uh, I was like, man, like, do I put an SEC team in there? Like, I think the committee will, or do I put, um, you know, a a team that's a really good at large team, like a Liberty or a, um, let's see, I have a list of my last four out, um, a Liberty or a Indiana State, a Cal Poly, an Irvine, and I ended up. You didn't, have, with, you didn't have a Big Twelve team in that regional. No, I I, I had to choose between. Where did you put either, West Virginia? So I put West Virginia in the um, Notre Dame regional as a three seed. Uh, okay. I put see I put I thought West Virginia was too strong with three because they're a borderline two. Mm-hmm. Like as of today, they're a, probably a two, but I put them at the three in Charlottesville because like if you put them in Notre Dame, I have them at the national seat. I thought that was too strong to put in there, uh, West Virginia there. Yeah. Three. Well, so basically, my, I guess what my point was is. There's going to be a lot of regionals with a Big 12 team and an SEC team. Yep. And then there's going to be some regionals that are going to be seen as much easier because you're going to have to put a two seed um, like a Wake Forest or a two seed like Texas. I have Texas State as a two seed um, or a, a Georgia Tech or an, a Rutgers. There's a lot of uh, a lot of two seed deservings that I don't think are nearly as good as some of the SEC three seeds. Um and you can't have more than one team from the same conference in a regional. So you, yep. that's where like the puzzle comes in because puzzle it's like, bidding, yep. because it's like, okay, I have Virginia tech is the 16 overall seed they're hosting. Um, let's give them a good, a really good two seed. And it's like, all right, well, I got to jump Florida up a few spots just because I think that Florida could be the best number two seed. Um, and then you have to say, okay, Virginia tech 16 uh, national seed, the, the worst host in quotes, the worst. So you have to put them the best four seed and it's like, all right, well, I think the best four seed might be um, somebody like a UNLV or a, uh, a Campbell and uh-huh. geographically it doesn't fit. So I had to go with a Davidson. Well, I guess I could have went, I could have went Campbell. Uh, that's my fault. I could have went, yep. Campbell, but I, I went Davidson instead. So uh, let's do that. Let's take a step back here to Texas state here. You had Texas State as a two, which is perfectly fine. I mm-hmm. had Texas State as a four. And here's why. Texas State as a four seed sounds insane. They're a top 25 team. They're a very damn good baseball team. That is not a four seed. Yeah, I, I, I think I called you insane whenever I saw that too. So, I, so I'm really looking forward to your explanation. So right now, Texas State is a 53 in the RPI, okay? 53 you're not making the tournament as an at-large, correct? Unless unless there's some absolute madness in terms of every basically every automatic every freak let's do that that let me let me put it this way. If Texas State were to get in at the 53 RPI as an at-large, that means Tennessee won the SEC tournament. That means Miami won the ACC tournament. That means Notre Dame won. No, the, no, no. That doesn't necessarily that, 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 mean that. It it means as many at-large teams are taking the automatic bid. Well, that basically, and then if you look at the smaller conferences, 
That means either Liberty or Kennesaw won their tournament. That's not a stolen bid. That means, um, for example... Well, let me correct you here real quick on the ACC and the SEC. As long as a team is a lock to make a regional, if they win the tournament, it it doesn't steal a bid. That's what I'm saying. That's like if if Duke were to win the ACC Mm -hmm. tournament, it's a stolen bid. So, But usually you look at the smaller – Southern Miss in the Conference USA. You would really hope Southern Miss wins that tournament. Either Southern Miss or Old Dominion or um, Louisiana Tech. Old Dominion might not be in. Oh, I think Old Dominion's in, dude. I I mean, I mean, but I wanted to talk about Texas State here, but let me just tell you, Old Dominion's the 99 RPI band. I saw that, but they, they just have a good resume so far. They have a decent resume. They're 23 and 8, 2 and 2 versus Quadrant 1, but a 99 RPI band, you're you smell ya. You're you're going to the NIT. You're going to Summer Bowl. <laughs> you're going to summer ball season's over but back to texas state i think texas state will end up being a a three seed at the end of the day um at large if they don't win the sunbelt tournament they'll be in but could you also see a scenario where they could be a one seed if they roll through the rest of the year no 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 texas state cannot host are you saying they cannot because like of stadium restrictions or they cannot because they their RPI can't... is too is too low? Aaron Fitz said I watched the D1 baseball last night because I asked him this question because I really wanted to get someone else's opinion on it. Um Aaron Kendall and Aaron said they're hosting it out of the question for Texas State. So if they the, but if they win like let's ben, say ben, not... ben, take take top twenty-five ranking and just Forget about them for ten. No, seconds. I, I know, I know. I listen, and I'm, I'm the biggest anti-ranking, anti-RPI guy. But I'm saying, as far as if Texas Tech goes on some incredible run, eighteen and two to finish out the year, they win the Sun Belt. They, they would host Dimitri. If they go undefeated the rest of the year, and, and you know why? Not, not undefeated. Let's see, let's, let's see. Let's just say they go on like two nine-game win streaks. But the reason why I say it is because. They have so far put together a way better resume than what Old Dominion did last year up to this point. And Old Dominion ended up hosting Ben. Um, ben, no, Ben, no, they haven't. Utah Valley, nine games under 500. Wichita State, six games under 500. This is their schedule. Ohio State, seven games under 500. Rio Grande, four games over. Arizona, they took two out of three out of Arizona. That was a big series. That is a huge resume build. That's a good one. Texas, they split. So that stretch right there, Arizona and Texas, is literally what's holding them up right now. Because take that out. Southern, seven games under 500. Prairie View A&M, four under 500. Arkansas State is five and 24. <laughs> Incarnate Word, 15 and one game over. Coastal, three games over. Sam Houston, four. So, I mean, a lot of near 500 teams. And then Appalachian, App State, not uh, eight games under 500. And then they lost to Texas A&M and lost two out of three at home to Georgia Southern. So if you forget about that Texas win in that Arizona win, which is not fair to do because it's part of the resume, but I'm just saying their schedule, their resume is absolutely nothing outside of those two series. So Texas State, honestly, they're just holding on to a two out of three at Arizona and split with Texas. What what, what kind of what kind of uh... What kind of games do they have left to finish the year? Arlington, 11 games under 500, 230 RPI. Texas San Antonio, 44 RPI. They have to win that midweek. Okay? Little Rock, 165 RPI. 
San, they have two against San Antonio, home and away. So they need to at least get one of those. Preferably both, but South Alabama, 56. That's a good series win if they can win that at home. And then after that, um, Louisiana Monroe, 145. Louisiana Lafayette, 49. So they have plenty of juice in front of them. And then Georgia State at, in Atlanta, 25 RPI. They had juice in front of them, but as of today, yeah, I, dude, I, you just proved me wrong. I, I guess I was duped by the, the, the hype. Texas that, and Arizona thing. You forget that, like those are so big that you forget the rest of their schedule. Yeah, I, I, I got duped. I, I was expecting their, their schedule to be a lot tougher than that leading up to this point. But you're right. Like that is a very, very soft, soft schedule. So you're what saying you Texas. That, hey, so you're saying Texas you State has. So okay, Texas State cannot host. Is there any team in your eyes that could play their way into a hosting position similar to what Old Dominion did last year by um, finishing the season strong and winning the Conference USA tournament? Someone think, like a Louisiana Tech Gonzaga, or Gonzaga. Well, I mean, I'm saying outside the obvious. Maybe okay, okay, like, okay. Outside the obvious, I think honestly, I think Maryland or Rutgers to play their way in. Yeah, I, I like that. I, um, I, I think the, I think the committee. The big the Big Ten is really weak. We both know that they're horrendously weak. Mm-hmm. We saw what a the best team in the Big Ten is. They're a good team. The best team in the Big Ten is the top twenty team in the country. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's fair. Yeah. So Maryland or Big Ten, um, Maryland or Rutgers could play their way into a hosting spot. There's a team that I was really hoping you would say here. I'll give you one more. I'm not done yet. Go ahead. But don't let me still say it yet. Let's see if I say okay. it. Okay. Um, I think – let me – hold on. Let me make sure I'm right on this. I really hope you say this team because I we might think, be the only ones giving them credit that right up to this point. I think – it's going to be really hard for them, but Grand Canyon yes, could. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grand Canyon could play their way in, but they're 20, 26 of- RPI. I wrote this down. They're 26 RPI, and they have they are above a 500. I don't remember their exact record, but above a 500 record against Quadrant 1 and Quadrant 2 uh, teams. So um, – Grand I think Canyon. Grand Canyon could play their way into a host, dude. Yeah, I really do. I think they can play their way in, but here's the, the their schedule. They their schedule is pretty bad the rest of the year. We can see they they literally. I just Grand, pulled it up. Let me, let me let me say this: If Grand Canyon wants to host, they need to sweep Stanford in that midweek series at home. Yep. Sweep and it? beat and beat Arizona again. Um, they have Arizona. Yep, they do have Arizona on the road. A road win, Arizona, and then just split that Stanford series, and then take care of business and every all your rest of your comp in the whack. Grand Canyon might be right in there, and 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 here's a reason that you didn't even say why I think they have a good chance to host. Go ahead. There's there's not a ton of like hosting potential out west right now. Um, people are kind of banking on the idea that that UCLA is going to stay strong and, and host a regional. Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah, like I think Oregon State's almost a lock, but you look outside of that, Oregon State, UCLA, who else could host? Maybe if Oregon gets super hot, maybe. Maybe if uh, um, uh, Gonzaga finishes the season well, they will. But I think if if Grand Canyon goes and finishes the season somewhere like 40 and, and 16, 
and they have big wins that they've already accumulated and they add on a Stanford for two and, and Arizona for one. They go and win their, their very soft conference tournament. We're looking at Grand Canyon, like very good chance hosting a regional in Phoenix, Arizona, which I love their stadium. I love their fans. It would be an incredible regional atmosphere. I think it would be super sick to see Grand Canyon hosting two seed Arizona. Yeah, a two seed or yeah, two seed Arizona or a two seed UCLA, something something along um, the lines like that would be. Sick. You know who people? Hey, let me make sure. I do have LSU hosting because here's here's why. They're seven and five, and they're heating up. If they win this series at Arkansas this weekend, they're mm. almost a lock. Uh, like, it, yeah, I mean, maybe not it, a lock, but they, that, they I mean, pending absolute meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, because that means they have series win. Listen to this, Ben. They would have series win over Florida on the road, sweep on the road at Mississippi State. If they can take Arkansas, because the rest of their schedule is home versus Missouri, home versus Georgia, at Alabama, at, and then home versus Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. So if they can just go. Hey, right now, those are all winnable series. (laughs) All All very winnable series. LSU, I think. I'm predict. I think they're going to host. I think they're going to get. They're going to be in a sweet spot to host. Well, they. uh, I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. LSU kind of gets a little bit of favoritism with the committee. Same with Mississippi State. Same with um, Arkansas, Texas. Some of these teams that have incredible facilities and and guaranteed sold out crowds and. and, and big stadiums that can generate a lot of money, they're going to throw the bone to UCL, or they're going to throw a bone to LSU to host rather than a Louisiana Tech right up the road. It's just common sense. Think about this way. Think about it from, uh, let's just say a business standpoint. You're at when is college baseball most featured? Regional, super regional, Omaha. Mm-hmm. Your yep. postseason. When you're selling your product. You don't want to sell, like, let's be honest. If it comes down to Grand Canyon or LSU, you're going to sell your product in Alex Box Stadium rather yes. than Grand Canyon Stadium. Nothing against Grand Canyon. Uh, no, yeah. Although I would say most college, like, real diehard college baseball fans would rather see it at Grand Canyon and they'd be pissed on Twitter and stuff. You know, Grand Canyon deserves this, oh, not they LSU. Did, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. For the for the, the average viewer, the one that will only watch during the, the regionals Close and super season. regionals, they're going to want to see the big, giant, incredible stadium with the loud, uh, loud and rowdy fans. Um, and, and honestly, dude, am I crazy to say I think a player going to the regional would rather play at LSU than at I'd Grand Canyon? I'd rather go to Alex Box and win a series, uh, regional there than go to Grand Canyon. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Give me Alex Box. But mm-hmm. on the flip side of it, if I'm Grand Canyon, I'm losing my shit. If they <laughs> pick Alex Box, when, I, when they have the better resume and they yeah. deserve it more. Of yep. course. But hey, eight o'clock Saturday night, one oh the one oh game, Alex Box Stadium, LSU mm-hmm. versus whoever. That's yeah, I have TV. I have that LSU. Much- so listen to this LSU regional I have projected, which I actually love and can one hundred percent see happening. LSU is the one seed, Florida State is the two seed, Tulane is the three. There? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um wait, what do you mean send back there? Florida State back to LSU. When did that happen? Mike Martin. That was a super regional. I know, but like you're still sending them back. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I think that would be that would be a very good fit. Um, and then Tulane as a three seed, which I love out of the American Conference. 
Tulane was a team that I, I, in I completely forgot about until I was doing re- research. And I was like, wow, they've, they've actually put together a really good season. Um, so Tulane is a three seed, which is just in New Orleans. So right down the road from Baton Rouge, maybe about an hour or so. And then my four seed for that, my second best four seed I have is Central Michigan. The Central Michigan Chippewas, we saw them in 2019 at the Mississippi State Regional. They're fun. They're exciting. And they're putting together a damn good resume so far. And they're rolling through their conference. Um, like, dude, so speaking of Central Michigan. I almost didn't put them in as my automatic bid out of the Mid-American because I, Ball State is a really good team. Yeah. Ball but... State is really good too. And um, I think it comes – it's, it's going to be a toss-up between those teams. By the way, they are not in competing for an at-large or anything like that. They no. the winner of that tournament. But Ball State and Central Michigan play next week uh, in, th- in three weeks. So, like, I know it's the regular season, the tournament is what matters, but the winner, I think the winner of that four-game series, if they don't split, will be my pick for the, the AQ. Either way, yeah. Central Michigan. But, um, Ben, let's talk about this. That Texas regional is a gauntlet. I put The Texas, one you put together, yeah. I made my Texas regional pretty and here, easy. And, here, and here's the craziest <laughs> part. Here's the craziest part. When you see the name Vanderbilt as a two seed, you instantly think, holy shit, that region you start, is loaded. start scratching your head a little bit. But, but is Vanderbilt that good this year? We don't really know. They're not the team they used to be. They yes, almost they're, like they're good. Come on. They, no, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm saying they're, they're not, not as good. They're not they Vanderbilt. Are still good. They're not Vanderbilt. When right. you hear the word bandy boys, you, they're not as good. So they're a two seed. They're a two seed team. A very good one. A very good two seed. I have them as a two seed in Notre Dame's regional, so I agree. I mean, I so, think they're going to get a two seed somewhere that's pretty pretty tough. Don't you think? Don't you think? So I have Texas Vanderbilt, NC State, and Texas State. I explained that, that's why a gauntlet, I had Texas. dude. That's just like that's not fair. That that is if, a. Is it going to happen? Probably not. If it does happen, if I'm Texas, I'm heated. What are we doing here? Why Why are we getting the short end of the stick? Why so, are we getting yeah. like so Texas State finish. as a four seed? So let me finish. Texas State, I explained why I have them as a four. Will they be a three seed? Probably. But as of today, they're, we, we explained it. NC State is going to be one of those teams that gets in a strong AC team, you know, 500 conference record. They're going to get in the tournament, but they're not going to be a two. They're going to probably be a three. Yeah, I have them on the bubble. They were one of my last four in. And then Vanderbilt, I mean, like, if it's not this, if it's not the Austin regional, it's going to happen somewhere where the two and the three is going to be Vanderbilt and somebody else, and everyone's going to say, oh, my God, that is the regional. Yeah. It's and and it, it sucks because there's only a few places that that's a possibility because you can't have Vanderbilt as a two seed against an SEC team. So you're, you're looking at, at least in my book, the choices are Oregon State, Notre Dame, Dallas Baptist, Texas Tech, Miami, Southern Miss, Louisville, no, no. Virginia. If, if Vanderbilt will not be at a national C spot, that is criminal. That's true. Oh, that and that narrows it down even more. So, yeah, they, they, for me – I mean, let's see, uh, nine Vanderbilt through 16. Vanderbilt not going to win Yeah, it, I mean, for me, it would be Virginia Tech, Virginia, Southern Miss, Louisville, UCLA. Southern Miss would be, Dallas a, would be a very good spot where they send the last team out of hosting, you know, like the 17, mm-hmm. 18, 19 spot team. 
are going to go to you know the Southern Misses, the the Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. When there's a mid-major hosting, they send the best non-hosting team to those spots. It happens every single time. Yep. Ole Miss went to Louisiana that year, and they were just out of the hosting, you know, spot. They're going to go to Southern Miss or Dallas Baptist. It's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Southern Miss hosting here. Did you have them as a host? 15 seed. Okay, I actually had them as a 12 seed, and I did it mostly because of geographical reasons um, to match up with Arkansas as a super regional. Um, but dude, how did you not put Arkansas and Texas super regional? That would be literally insane. Because I have Arkansas as a four overall and Texas as a five overall. Oh, see, I had Arkansas eight. They'll meet in the second round of the uh, of the College World Series, not a super (laughs) regional. No, dude, Arkansas Texas meet meet at one of either team stadium, not in Omaha. Put them, dude. Can you imagine that series? Just say let's just say at Arkansas. Can you imagine all the Texas fans traveling up to? Uh, Arkansas fans wouldn't let Texas fans buy tickets. No way. But, but but can you imagine the atmosphere of that series? Yeah. That super regional? Well, I, I would say Texas, no offense to Texas fans, but sometimes they're kind of old and white-haired and not very rowdy. <laughs> so, See, that is coming from a, a Texas. Arkansas, Arkansas fans would be drinking Bud Light, and Texas fans would be drinking like old fashions or, or cosmo, cosmopolitans or whatever. Like, they would have their own little like whiskey drinks um, or like a wine. white Russian. Yeah, or like a, just like a nice red wine in the stands. That's how um, I picture it. But um, but anyways, let me go to the Southern Miss Regional that I have projected. I have them as a 12 overall just because I think that they're a legitimate College World Series contender. Um, and it was, it was actually fun for me to build this regional because I got to throw a Big 12 team in there and an SEC team and uh, a pretty, pretty decent um, four seed. So I um, – I put Auburn as the two seed. And um, so the, the reason why I went Auburn instead of Vanderbilt was because I think right now Auburn's put together a better resume. Um, and then I went Oklahoma as a three seed, which they were one of my last four in. But the more I looked at Oklahoma and, and the quality of their wins, and even this sounds so lame to say, but even the quality of Oklahoma's losses, it, it really put me in a position to, to make, almost Oklahoma a lock right now because of um, good wins. Good, dude. And quali- dude, they have good wins and quality losses. And quality losses is so stupid. I, I, I'm like I can't believe sick you just to, said quality I'm, losses. I'm getting sick to my stomach saying that phrase. But it makes sense to me um, with what Oklahoma has done this year. So Auburn is the two. Oklahoma is the three in that Southern Miss Regional. And then I went with New Orleans, who's going to probably win the, the Southland Conference this year, not too far from Hattiesburg. And uh, they, they've turned into a pretty solid baseball team. And I would love to go to that regional at the Pete um, with Oklahoma coming from one direction, Auburn coming from the other direction, and then New Orleans coming from nearby. I think it'd be, it would be a nice packed place. All right, let me ask you this. I'm going to give you one of my regionals, and then I have a question for you after. Okay. My Athens, my Georgia regional is literally 20 – I want to say – what is it? No, 2019 all over again. Georgia, Florida State, Mercer. But I yeah, blend, I saw that. <laughs> and then I blended the old Florida State regional with Mercer and it was College of Charleston in there in Auburn, mm-hmm. the one we were in in 2015. Yeah. So I blend those teams always end up together. It happens every time. So when you're, I 
put these regionals together based on also what the previous year because they do it every year. What the committee has already shown that they're going to do. Always going to Georgia Tech, Florida State, or Georgia, depending on who's hosting that year. College of Charleston always comes down to Georgia Tech or Florida State or Florida. They're not hosting. So I just kind of piece. Anyway, Georgia, Florida State, Mercer, College of Charleston. That's, I feel like that's like the fifth time that series kind of happened, but just in different areas. Now, here's my question. Give me your fi- – based on your – dude, these are going to be different next week. In the week after, they're going to probably be, be different. different but they're, they're so yeah. much fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of give an idea of what teams need to do mm-hmm. the rest of the year. So you kind of start building, oh, my God, they got to win this series. You kind of think. Anyway, your favorite series – and then, based on your projections, your biggest Cinderella. So when you say biggest series, you mean my favorite regional? Your favorite regional. Okay, okay. Give me a team and which regional are they coming out of in, a, in terms of Cinderella. Yeah, so uh, my favorite regional, well, there's two that jump out to me. One is just based purely on colors. It's a color scheme regional, and it's Oregon, or sorry, Oklahoma State. A night like the best orange and black combination, great uniforms as the one. Oregon as the two, a nice yellow green combo, hundreds of uniform combinations. North Carolina as a three. The the blues, I mean, they just always play. They always work. And then Southeast Missouri as a, as a red and black that's just like brick red and just that's the Warhawks, right? Yeah, uh, it, and the Red Hawks, Red Hawks. And Southeast oh, no, Missouri. Louisiana Monroe is uh, Warhawks. Yeah, as the yeah. Warhawks. So I love that regional just based off of like the aesthetically pleasing colors that you're going to get yeah. each game. Um, but as far as like just talent and uh, just fun team to watch, it, it's going to come down to the Arkansas regional for me, which is Arkansas, TCU, Louisiana Tech. And then I threw in Long Island. And the reason why I like Long Island is because Arkansas always just gravitates towards they that adopt. four seed. They adopt. they adopt that four seed. Long Island's a team that I've never seen in a regional. Um, I couldn't even name their mascot. I think they're the Blackbirds or something. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know either. Uh, I, I, maybe, I don't know. But um, Arkansas and TCU in a regional together is sweet. Louisiana Tech being right there and, and being elite is uh, is awesome as a three seed. And then that four seed that Arkansas would adopt, that would be a ser- like that would be my favorite regional to watch there. Um, and then as far as like a Cinderella team that I think could make a run just based off of the um, – just based off of the regional that they're in and like who they're going to play in a super regional would probably be a team like either um, a team like either Georgia Southern or maybe a, maybe like a Wake Forest. I have Wake Forest in the Oregon state regional. I had to send them out West, but that regional is pretty, pretty simple as, as long as they can get past Oregon state, it's Oregon state huh. one, Wake two, Texas A&M three, and then army four. And then they would match up against the Notre Dame Super Regional. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I would like a team like a Wake Forest or a uh, Georgia Southern coming out of the Louisville Regional um, as a three okay. seed. There's like Cinderella's. What about you? What, what would be like a Cinderella team for you? My Cinderella, honestly, it would be a team like San Diego coming out of Corvallis. See, I had to leave San Diego out, and I feel like an idiot doing it. But they were literally the last team out for me. Ben, they're like in top like fifteen RPI. I know, 20. but dude, I just wasn't sold when I was looking at what they've yeah. done and, and what they so, have left. 
maybe like a San Diego. I honestly, dude, I think Rutgers fit the Cinderella mode. I don't care if they're in the Big Ten or Power Five conference. Rutgers, like, wait, wait, hey, when... my I have some inside info on Rutgers. One, I, I will say I don't have them as a Cinderella because I have them as the two seed at Tennessee. But of course, they could but, always but like, host. They kind of or... could be like a. Cinderella, even at the two. So, so they played uh, their opening series against Houston Baptist, and my dad and my brother went to – my little brother went to – and they're huge college baseball fans just like myself. And they told me after that week, that weekend, number one, they were there to watch Berkman and HBU play. They said, dude, Rutgers is huge, like just huge players, and they can smack the ball around. Like they are just good blue hitters. Collar, just blue collar. They don't, they, don't, um, they don't make defensive errors. Like they don't – they just play solid baseball. And uh, I, whenever they told me that, I just kind of laughed it off. Like, all right, yeah, okay. They played Houston Baptist, whatever. And and they reminded me when they came down when my when my son was born. They're like, hey, look at Rutgers. They're they're doing good stuff. And I was like, you guys were right. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see Rutgers being like the Nebraska from last year, kind of taking some people by surprise. And people and people kind of like fall in love with them because you never mm-hmm. really hear about Rutgers. Yeah, um, and and it's New Jersey, so a lot of a lot of media there that could potentially just blow up with stories about Rutgers baseball and how far they've come. Um, if Liberty, if Liberty heats up, if they get really hot at the end of the year, they have the talent to make a run. I have them out. I have them out right now. Interesting. Um, I, they were one of the first four. I'll, I'll read you my first four teams out. It was uh, Liberty, UC Irvine, Cal Poly, and San Diego. Interesting. Um, and then the next well. four out was Indiana State, Southern Illinois, Pitt, <laughs> Um, and I, I didn't write the other one down, but yeah, whoever, whoever it was, Southeast Simo, Southeast Missouri could be another team that could be the upset in the Notre Dame regional. Like, yeah, like could, a four versus one, four versus one. I mean, maybe a three in that regional, but um, oh, really? You would wait, interesting. Like, you would have Simo as a three. How did you fit that in? I like, I couldn't fit any more three seeds in. Um, Southeast Missouri. I know they, they won the series against Dallas Baptist, right, earlier in the year? Or did I just make see. that up? Hold on, hold on. Dude, there's just no way you can fit Southeast uh, Missouri as yeah, a three seed. I mean, they're 59 RPI right behind Texas State. And the reason have, why I had them Okay, three, wait, time out, time out. You have Texas State as a four seed. I know. Southeast I know, Missouri as a it, three it, seed? It, sound, it, sound, it sounds stupid, but the reason was – like it, it, I, I can't remember exactly what my reasoning was, but um, you don't, you shouldn't have a reason because, oh, yeah, because they have they have a series against Oklahoma State coming up, and if they win that series, that means they would have a series win over Dallas Baptist and Oklahoma State, and they're also and and they um, so do you project oh, yeah. Southeast Missouri to? To win the series against Oklahoma no, State? No, no. I'm just kind of like saying they have opportunity. I think that's a mistake on my part. Yeah. I'm willing to admit Texas State would, would be a three. SEMO would be a four. Maybe if this was back in like 2017 <laughs> or 2016, SEMO yeah. could sneak in. But there's just so many good three seeds out there. Anyways. Like you're yeah. going to have to put right. those at-large teams as threes. Uh, here's yeah. a question. Last little question we have here before we preview the weekend. Uh, this one goes a little bit deeper for you, but I know you can answer it. Is this going to be like the first year that we see potentially an at-large team get a four seed? Because if you think about it, we always see the automatic qualifiers be the four seeds, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Very, very, very – I don't know if we've ever seen an at-large team become a four seed 
I could be wrong, and I'm sure I am. I, I honestly, it's a good question. I don't think so. It, but maybe I, there was there was one team that I could see potentially happening. It, it would be a team like a Grand Canyon. They don't win their their conference tournament, and maybe they cool off a little bit down the stretch. I could see them as like fitting the four seed mold. The 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 cliche. Okay, Grand Canyon, good team, not great. Let's put them as a four seed, but still get in as an at large. Um, similar and yeah. same with like Kennesaw State and Mercer. I think both of them could get rewarded with a four seed just because of RPI. But let me ask you this: Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Kennesaw State, Mercer. That makes sixteen. Is it even remotely possible that all six are in the postseason? Yeah. Um, like, no, fact, think about I, it, Ben. Think about how crazy that sounds. No, I know. And the, so Georgia has six Division One schools. And right now, all six of them are in the top 28 RPI, I want to say. Some, that is insane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the two teams that stick out that might not make it are Mercer and Kennesaw State. They just they don't have the, the conference schedule and the non-conference schedule to um, – to get the at large, oh, if they don't, Mercer, Mercer's got to have one of the easiest schedules in the country. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's a huge possibility that all six make it, but it, honestly, I could see four or even maybe only three teams. I don't know if Georgia State is going to be able to sustain this. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think right now Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Georgia Southern are are my favorite of the three to like have the, yeah. the ability to get an at large. Not anyway. saying that Kennesaw and Mercer can't, um, because they've they're high up in the RPI right now. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to have to just continue to win a lot of games. Yeah. Um, hey, let's let's uh, let's. let's I'm, I'm, are you ready to move on from this? Uh, yeah, I mean, we 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 did an hour on the uh, on the regional projections that obviously don't mean anything right now, but just fun to talk about. <laughs> but uh, I felt like that was a good change of pace from a guest uh, instead of doing a guest, just kind of putting our notes on a piece of paper and and verbally saying what how we expect some teams to, yeah, to finish out absolutely. the year. Absolutely. Uh huh. Um, yeah, let's, let's do the weekend preview now. Um, God, there's so many good before good... we get there. Oh, let's do midweek recaps. Tennessee Tech would bats two run go ahead home run off a 101 mile an hour fastball. That game, I mean, dude, it's like something off a Disney movie there. Like, that is college <laughs> baseball for you, man. Yeah, that is college baseball. So, for I'll, you. I'll for the listeners that somehow did not understand or did not see this uh tennessee the number one team in the country unanimous by far times 10 play a midweek series that they agreed to play with tennessee tech um, a school just in cookville down the road a couple hours from t- from tennessee and they play at the tennessee smoky stadium which is a minor league ballpark and um i guess matt braga who's a had an incredible time at tennessee tech terrible time at rice and uh coach Fitello, they agreed to play a wood bat game to kind of shake things up in the midweek, which is amazing. I'm a huge uh, proponent of that. Like, I I think that is a, a very, very good idea that more teams should do. Um, Like imagine if Southern Miss and and Ole Miss played a wood bat game in in Pearl or Mississippi state or whatever. I I think there's a lot of potential for that to like continue to move on. What if you, what if they made like a rule? If you want to play in a minor league stadium, you have to use wood wood bat. I love that. I love that idea. Hey, I think I think I mean don't get me wrong. Swinging the wood bat and swinging a BB core bat are not that much different, but mentally 
you know uh, you have a wood bat in I your think hand. it's I think it's a lot different to be but, honest. But in, ter- in terms of when you barrel a ball up, it's not that much different. Uh, so I would argue that if you barrel a ball up with a wood bat, it goes further than some of the BB. So, so if you have if you have real professional wood, um, like good quality wood, it, it the ball flies off of wood more than the BB core if you square it up. Problem is yeah, the sweet but, spot's way but, smaller. But hear me out here. The mental aspect of walking up to the plate with a wood bat, you're you're not you don't feel as comfortable. <laughs> not even the close. Same as the metal bat. So, like for example, Tennessee. Yes, if you square up a ball with a wood bat, good things are going to happen. Same thing, BB core. But if for that person out there that says, "Hey, they're the same thing," they're the same thing. I'm like, okay, physically they might be, scientifically they might be the same, but with holding a wood bat in your hand changes so much. You're that 95 mile an hour fastball inside. You're not. You are not going to swing at it because you know you have a wood bat in your hand. You don't want to mm-hmm. break your bat. It's just so many subconscious things in your mind. Well, they're also weighted differently. They're also weighted weighted differently. They feel different, and um, you're just not used to swinging it. That's why, honestly, that's why they. It doesn't matter how good of a hitter you are. Take Spencer Torkelson for example, Um, and 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 he he had to develop in the minor leagues for a few years to learn how to hit with a wood bat. Um, Also, shout out to Spencer Torkelson, one of the Bash Bros from our first season, hit his first home run yesterday. so, dude, that damn, does that make you feel like we've been doing this for, for a long time? I think there's 12 guys that are now that we talked about in 2019 that are now playing in the major leagues. And, crazy, um, right? yeah, it's wild. Um, but so, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about real quick. Would anyways, that is a big so, difference? Yeah. And, but it would be more of a disadvantage, I think, for Tennessee Tech because obviously Tennessee has all the resources to go get these you know, sick wood bats. And I'm sure they get shipped wood bats all the time from all these big companies. So um, the guys that are going to get drafted. Did you use the wood bat in your first round of BP in college? No, I used to use a wood bat in in the fall um, for batting practice. But once it, once it got to January and springtime, I didn't want to see a wood bat. I I just wanted to get comfortable with my metal bat. I knew Um, some people wanted to use wood, like first round of BP kind of get a feel for Could you feel the ball So they can, they can bunt, bunt, hit and run, Get them in from third. The first situation round. Uh, Hold on. First <laughs> round. Sw- <laughs> I remember asking somebody. I said, "Why do you use the wood bat like early in BP?" And they were like, "Honestly, I feel the ball off the bat better. I can feel from squaring it up, back spinning, top spinning." Well, you, you I feel never. Better. I never wanted to feel the ball. Uh, if you felt <laughs> the ball, you didn't square it up. I wanted that nice BB core, like just don't feel anything come off the barrel. But um, does that make sense, though? They, they, yeah, they, no, they, I, they, I mean, everybody they, has If that. their swing was right that day, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I just freaking warmed up my arm and threw as hard as I could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, hey, shout out to North Carolina A&T. No, wait, 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 dude. We 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 have to talk about a little bit more about this Tennessee Tennessee Tech game. Oh, okay. okay so okay. so Tennessee Tech is uh, they they're they're a good team, but they're not great. I mean, they went to a super regional what in twenty sixteen, and but and, they have their guy back. But and so Bra- Matt Braga, the coach, went to Rice and just ruined the Rice program and put them back twenty years, and I hate him for that. <laughs> um, but he goes back to Tennessee Tech, gets his blue collar guys again, and they start just pumping home runs left and right throughout the season. Um, and, and they play against Tennessee and, and not only do they win the game, they hit a home run, go ahead, home run against Ben Joyce, which the internet has been slobbing on for three months now, 101 mile an hour fastball, um, pieced it up, pieced it up, pieced it up. And 
they shut out Tennessee. The bullpen shut out Tennessee for six innings, and Tennessee didn't shout score. out the Carter Ganaway. Yeah, Carter Ganaway, five and two thirds, nine punchouts. No, I hit. mean he no hits, just stepped up, and and so you have Tennessee fans are saying, "Oh, wood bats, it doesn't count," or whatever, and then you have the other crowd saying, "Well, look what happens when you don't cheat and use the rolled <laughs> yeah. bats." And, I think it's just pure commentary and co- comedy watching people bicker about this reason, this reason. Oh, Tennessee. Use wood bats. They're they're frauds. Yeah. Or 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 oh oh we use wood bats. Like it's it's not. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you can't have it both ways. Like it's yeah, not that, It's not that serious. It's not that it, serious. It's not. It's just baseball college game. baseball, man. And uh, but anyway, so what was so funny about it? And and this was my last point about the game was Jordan Beck did an interview a couple weeks ago where he's like, man, I don't care w- what bats we use. It doesn't matter. Like, you can give us wood bats and it won't matter. And then they go and. Uh, they they lose to Tennessee Tech with wood bat. So his, his words came back to bite him there. But obviously it doesn't change my opinion on Tennessee. No. Okay, so what? They lose a midweek game. Guess what? Everybody in the nation has lost a midweek game this year. So, oh, yeah, like, it is what it is. Tennessee's going to bounce back. They'll be ready for this weekend. I um, love Vitello's post-game quote. It said, wood bats or metal bats. We would have lost the game six to five instead of three to two if we had metal back. He goes, We just didn't play well. We didn't hit well. We had a bad approach at the plate. Yep. It is what it is. We lost the game. Metal bats, wood bats, we would have lost. And I was like, you know what, dude? I like I him owning up to guy, that. Dude. He's just real. He's just a realist. He's just yeah. real with you and he's not gonna sugarcoat it. Hey, yeah. metal bats or wood bats, we would have lost that game. And I think you know what? That's true because mm-hmm. Ganaway picked the game, arguably the game of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that game. easily. I, I, mean, I think if you ask him, that he would say that was his best performance in his life. Baseball, that's what regional, that's what's so exciting about baseball. Mm-hmm. Friday night, their ace versus your ace. If their ace is on, bad news for you because he's <laughs> going to beat you. He's yeah. going to beat you if he's on his A100% stuff. So, yeah. hey, great game, awesome stuff. Here's a here's a comparison uh, I have real quick about Tony Vitello. You remember whenever Dallas Sweeney and Clemson started becoming the hot thing in ball and Dabo was doing his media tour and raw rawing and, and telling people this and that. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter compare Vitello to another Dabo Sweeney. And, and, and I actually disagree with that take completely, wholeheartedly, because I get the vibes that Dabo Sweeney is very, very fake. I think he's a, uh, a fake raw guy and, 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 doesn't mean everything that he says. Do not Vitello, disrespect Vitello like this. No, I'm saying Vitello. No, I'm about to give Vitello a huge compliment. I think Vitello I means every word he says. I don't think he's a fake raw raw guy. I think he's just wired that oh, way. Oh, okay, and okay. and I think that comparing him to Dabo Sweeney when when Clemson was on the rise in college football, it's not the same as what Tennessee has with Vitello. Um, so. I guess we can clear the air there for that one Twitter follower that I saw tweet that. <laughs> Dabo, Dabo is against nil deals. He's against college players getting paid. I think Vitello was all for it. All for the players. 100%. Dabo, you can say Dabo's a player's coach because Clemson players, they, from what I've seen, they love him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he says some questionable things that I'm just kind of like, dude, like you're getting paid however millions of year. Let your player, <laughs> let your quarterback make some money off his image. Like, were you yeah. kidding me? Like, let him get paid. So, I mean, I I, I thought you were compa- I thought you were saying dabbling by no. I was I was erasing that. Um, and okay. in fact, I'm trying to search for this tweet. I can't even find it anymore. He might have deleted it, but uh, or it wasn't even a he or she. I think it was just like a like a weird account. But 
Um, anyway, so, so North, you, you kind of mentioned this just a second ago. North Carolina A&T beats North Carolina, which we love to see. I think in North Carolina A&T was one of the programs that tried to cut their baseball team a couple of years ago. And, um, and obviously and they have a playing. sweet little, no, that was North Carolina central central had the sweet old stadium, like the 1900 with they, the weird dugout, you know, Abner mm-hmm. Doubleday field looking stadium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, North Carolina A&T, obviously it's a, it, it's a huge win for them and their program. And they can uh, kind of hang their hats on that, but I don't, I don't see them making any kind of like, no, no, no. It's just a, it's just a fun Tuesday It's a night. one and done and, fun thing. And in North Carolina, um, dude. 1993 that's insane i mean like that was before i was born that was the first time they beat them since i was born well shit i was born in 92 so i've been older than the last time they won yeah but almost 30 years 29 years they've uh they've been playing against each other and finally they won so hey um shout out to them let's let's run through these um let's run through the two the midweek because i want to get into the weekend series yeah um, um the next one I had hey, that – Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say the next you give game me, I, You give one, and then I'll give one. Yeah, so Georgia State, Georgia um, – Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Battle of Atlanta. Uh, Georgia State came, came in with a lot of hype, and, you know, it wasn't like they were going to sneak up on Georgia Tech, and, and they didn't. They just went out and just pounded them the first four or five innings, got up eight to one. Um, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Gre- uh, Griffin Cheney. Griffin, Griffin Cheney. Cheney. Hit, Hits two home runs. He's going to be on the mid-major player of the year watch list. You um, want to hear a little stat nugget about Griffin Cheney? Please. Fill me in. So, Georgia Tech, the last time Georgia State played an ACC game was against Clemson. Do you remember what Griffin Cheney did against Did Clemson? he hit three home runs that game? He's six for – I think he's six for six or six for seven. Um, I don't remember. Anyways, he went four for four in that game with three home runs. Went two for – or three for whatever. He has five home runs. Against games, ACC, ACC team. Hey, if you're an ACC team and Georgia State makes a regional, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to pitch Chaney. to. You don't want to pitch to Griffin Cheney. Um, but yeah, Georgia Tech it made it interesting at the end. But uh, Georgia State continues to roll, continues to climb that RPI. And I'll tell you this, dude. I, I went to the Mercer versus Georgia State game midweek a few weeks ago, and I thought Georgia State was bad. I was like, man, this team's not good. They don't. They don't have any power. They don't. They don't have anybody to throw the ball like, to pitch. And uh, I guess I'm wrong. I, maybe Mercer just had the best on that day. Hey, how about how about this one? Old Dominion Boat Racing, Virginia. Virginia started the season 26 and three. They've lost four straight. I saw, dude. I saw that coming a mile away. This was a game that uh, you you called it, didn't you? Didn't yeah, you call it or yeah, mention it on uh, on Sunday's podcast? I, I said that was gonna be my upset of the week. Old Dominion, for all you sports gamblers out there, were more plus 200, meaning that you bet 100, you get 300 back, so 200 profit. Um, obviously, I didn't bet the game because I'm not in a legal state, but um, that Old Dominion line was way off. I mean, this was a game that Old Dominion was going to go balls to the wall and, and try to win this game against Virginia, and Virginia was playing bad baseball up to this point uh, over the last five to seven days. And so, I mean, Old Dominion just – uh, you, you said it best. They boat raced them. Virginia was never in the game, and uh, and props to Old Dominion. It seems like they're starting to figure it out. Uh, it's a team that they're six and six in conference, which is surprising. But uh, we, we've seen them rattle off 11, 12 wins in a row. It could happen again pretty easily here. Hey, Miami, 
scoring five unanswered runs to come back and beat Florida Atlantic. Best closer in the country, Andrew Walters, strikes out the side. 17, 17 or 18 innings scoreless, 11 saves, like 36 strikeouts, like absolutely all fastball. Dude, all he does is throw a 95 <laughs> to 98 mile an hour fastball. That's all it is. Um, unbelievable. Miami, I mean, dude, that was another trap game that Virginia lost. Miami found a way to win. And honestly, man, yeah, that was the kind of game too. that tells me Miami's pretty damn good. That tells that's me the that type I, of game that the first three seasons sure we were doing this, the first three years we did this podcast. I mean, this is a game Miami would lose a hundred times out Miami of a hundred. This game every time, <laughs> every so, time. And I thought it was going to happen again, but they did come back and win. And so, uh, um, it shows maturity, it shows calmness, it shows like. I mean, don't get me wrong. FAU made a huge error. It kind of they they gave it to him a little bit, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. Lost the loss. Miami found a way to win, and those are the kind of games that tell you a lot about a team. They yeah. can come off of freaking sweeping the number three team in the country, get up, focus, and play another game against a good FAU team. Oh yeah, and those games are always competitive in the midweeks. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're playing FAU, FIU, FGCU, UCF. Like they're they're always going to come for. Uh, Miami and Florida State, Florida's throats. Uh, uh, the other, the other game here that I have, Georgia and Kennesaw State was a it was a football ugly, game. ugly, ugly Disgusting. football game. Ball was flying, errors were being made, just balls being barreled, no pitchers available. I think the final score was what seventeen to fifteen, and and Georgia ended up winning. Now Georgia's a banged up club right now, and uh, they they play against Texas A and M this week. It's not on the pick'em, but um, I think Georgia's really going to struggle this weekend against Texas A and M because a lot of their players are hurt. But um, this was a game for Kennesaw at home, you know, their top 20 RPI. And if you get a win against Georgia, you need to win that game. You need to win it to like maintain the, the at large potential. Obviously, they were competitive, but the committee is not going to look at that. They're going to look <laughs> at giving up 15, 17 runs to, to a team in the midweek. Um, I don't know. I was a little disappointed, but I watched the last four innings of the game and I was entertained. And that's what it's all about is just being entertained, right? Hey, you know what's really funny to me? So Texas State absolutely bow raced Baylor, right? And I'm yeah. looking at that game, and and you, when you think Baylor, usually good baseball team, big Big Twelve school, a lot of money in athletics, and you're just sitting there like, dude, Texas State is miles ahead, miles better than Baylor. Yeah, well, Baylor, it's, it's, Baylor it's was close. miles ahead until um, Coach Smith. I think he's coaching somewhere now in like Tennessee. I don't know. He's a head coach somewhere, but it was a few years ago. He got fired. Um, I mean, he was just recruiting like his son, his son, both of his sons were on the team. His son's friends were on the team, kind of ruined that program and ended up getting fired. Uh, Steve Smith is his name. Went to Auburn as like a volunteer assistant for a couple of years. But the guy they have now, um, Coach Rodriguez, he's starting to build it from the ground up. Uh, Baylor's talented and, and I think they can be something here in the next few years. They can be. But they were so good in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. They were just they were ballers. They man. were they were they were the best team in the shadows of the Texases and the Rice. Yeah, they were just in the shadows. They were good. They were just a, a, a tear down from the Rice in Texas um, back in the early two thousands. But you know, the, Baylor will get back there. But what Texas State has done, I don't know if it's just like a three or four year span that they that they're going to do, or if they're going to continue to grow off of it. But you're right. Like right now, I would take Texas State's program over Baylor's ten times out of ten. And then Dallas Baptist. With a quiet but solid win over TCU. TCU was falling yeah, nobody, apart. We didn't even tweet about that game, did we? No. It was a game I that mean, was just. I was so, there was so much more exciting things going yeah. on during that time. Um, 
but yeah, man, um, good midweek. Um, oh, Oklahoma, obviously. Texas Tech played in Amarillo, yep. and Oklahoma, huge win there. Uh, that helps the resume and their chances of making a regional. Just um, another Power Five win. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a I conference mean, game, but not really. It's one of those yeah. weird midweek neutral so, sites. Hey, did you see yeah. that stadium? They had like tables behind home plate. I love like, the Amarillo sod puppies. They were or eating and drinking like right on the field mm-hmm. behind home plate. I thought that was sick. Yeah, that's a great stadium. Um, um, yeah. But that's all I had for the midweek. Did you have anything else? Yeah. You do or you don't? Let's, let's get into the pick them. All right, let's do weekend pickums. Um, hey, before we get into the pickums, Ben, did you? I, I was just looking at the scores like of games that are going on right now. Um, for the listeners out there, we are literally recording. It is five twenty Eastern. Um, we said we were going to record it too, but psh, things I had happened. Dad, I had yep. dad duty and also <laughs> nap duty. When I say hey. dad duty, I mean I, I have to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, you had to recover, um, Ben. Listen to oh my god, why is my computer being stupid? Ah, there I we mean, go. Okay, Dallas Baptist lost, dude. They got blown out by Bradley. Bradley beat him today. Bradley beat Dallas Baptist 10 to 4 today. Wow, wait, what? I don't see that. Yet. Oh, yeah, I do see that. Oh my god, Duke is beating Notre Dame 6 nothing in the fifth. I swear to God, after all that talk, we just gassed them Notre Dame. And if they they show up and lose the series to Duke, I'm not going to be happy. But that also showed Miami went up, went up there and swept them. Here's a here, yeah. Here's a team that that won today that was on my last or the next four out. A team like Creighton, who's 19 and eight. I know they play in the Big East, but I think Creighton could be a, a like I watched some some of their highlights Who? on Twitter. Creighton. And, oh yeah, uh, yep, yep, And they're yep. 19 and eight. They beat St. John's today. That's another sleeper team to keep an eye out for uh, for a regional bid. Let's do the pick them. Yep. Um, so the pick them is going to work like this. We, we kind of already talked about how um, – well, Des and Sony sent in their picks. And we're recording this after the Iona versus St. Peter's series has already started. I stuck to my guns. Dimitri stuck to his guns about who we picked. So we're not cheating or anything. But um, well, we, we'll start – we put the graphic out to yeah, we, make we sure did the tweet- people saw – yeah, we did tweet the graphic out already, but we'll start with that series, St. Peter's at Iona. Uh, this is a, mat- a battle of the, the toilet bowl, basically. Two of the worst teams <laughs> in the country the are playing in some park up in the northeast somewhere. Um, and obviously, Iona's what they lost 30 or 20, 33 straight, 33 straight games. Yep. And they're hosting St. Peter's, who I got to see in person, who against Mercer, and they looked like a high school team. I went with St. Peter's just because I, I really thought Iona was that bad. The only time I've watched Iona was against Tennessee. I went with St. Peter's. Iona won game one uh, of the series. So I need St. Yeah. Peter's to win the next two games uh, or else uh, Iona is going to win a series. Uh, Dez, Dez took St. Peter's, but Stoney did take Iona. And you took Iona as well, right? Can I not say my pick? Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, was, I, I got a little <laughs> control happy there. Uh, dude, honestly, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I took Iona just, just to be funny and like say, hey, if they win, I look smart as hell. If they lose, they were supposed to lose. Right. Like, I just kind of did because I want, I, 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 I'm like, we might joke about them on stuff, but we actually, I root for like coach, shout out to Coach Burke, first career Division One win mm-hmm. today. Um, the guy, I mean, think about it, guys. He's sticking 
I mean, he's sticking. He joined this program knowing they didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. He took a job. I'm sure. I'm sure he could have gotten a volunteer assistant, assistant coach job at you know, somebody like St. John, the more established right. program. But he took a leap of faith and said, "I want to be the guy that." He stuck his flag in the soil and said, "This is my soil. And, I'm gonna build it up." Thirty. I mean, he wasn't there last year because the streak started last year. I think mm-hmm. they were zero and twenty-seven this year, Ben. Yeah, so he lost 27 straight. He's still writing, writing the lineup card. He's still running practices mm-hmm. with energy. And you know what, man? Losing 27, 23 straight. Oh my God, 27 straight. And then finally get your win, first win makes that first win so much more special. You yeah. worked your ass off to get it. It, it was hard to come. It wasn't. It wasn't just given. You had to earn it. Shout out to him, man. Mm-hmm. I hope he does great things up there. I hope Iona. Um, build a nice little program up there. We'll be rooting for them. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, maybe this off season we'll get a we'll get Coach Burke on the podcast because he, he he's a big fan. Of Eleven point seven DMs us um, quite a bit. But yeah, so you and Stoney took Iona, which looks good right now. Went on a Thursday night, uh, and then of course me and Des took St. Peter's. Uh, did we? Did I, I think I forgot to mention the reason why we're we're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday is because it's Easter weekend. So um, most of the games, there's a couple games on Sunday. But most of the series are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, or Friday, Saturday doubleheader. Um, so um, we do need to get this episode out ASAP. Game start in the next thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, next series here, um, we're going to go with Miami at Virginia Tech, and this was a series where I, I, I tell I tell this all the time. Or I say this all the time. Miami is one of those teams like UCLA that that will play huge in, in big games, and then they always have letdown spots, right? And for Virginia Tech, I was looking at their stats. They have like four guys hitting over 350, and, and they mash. They're playing at home. My, Miami is not going to want to fly up to Blacksburg, Virginia, and, and play a series, a three-game series there. So I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Virginia Tech because I, I, I really think their offense is going to play. Miami just played a, a very close game in the midweek that they had to use um, their their best pitchers or bullpen guys. So um, I'm taking Virginia Tech, and uh, Stoney is taking Miami, and Dez is taking Miami. Who you got, Dimitri? I've got. Um, is there a doubt about it? Miami. Um, I think <laughs> I think Virginia Tech is hot, but I, I man, I really think this Miami team's got to what it takes: pitching and defense, man, and two out hitting. Whenever a time comes. Does it not it's going worry to be really you? hard? It's, Does it not worry you that this is a it, letdown series? Oh, I'm worried series? about it. I am worried about it. Blacksburg, um, Virginia. It's going to be cold. It, like Miami's players are just not going to want to be there, man. I'm, um, I think, I think Miami gets it done. I think they're good, man. I think they've got what it takes. But hey, if they lose, I will not be surprised. Put yeah. it that way. I'm going to take Miami, but I will not be surprised. Yeah. Um. Next series here, Stanford at UCLA. We go out west for this one. Uh, the reason why I picked this series next is because I think it's very similar to my opinions on the Miami. Uh, UCLA always has a big letdown spot, and they almost did it last week against Utah. They did lose a game and had to come back and win the other game. Um, but I, I think Stanford's finally starting to click a little bit. And this just feels like a series where UCLA, um, they, they're on their high horse right now, and they're going to let down at home. Um, and I, I like Stanford to maybe bounce back and, and finish the season strong in the Pac-12 because they were a top 10 team uh, preseason, top 10 team the first couple weeks. 
they're finally starting to feel more like the Stanford team that went to Omaha last year. So I took Stanford and Stoney took Stanford. Uh, Des took UCLA. Who do you got, Dimitri? Ben, I've been going against UCLA and taking L's every time. And <laughs> here, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm taking UCLA. I'm jumping back on the Bruin train. They're going to lose this weekend. Just watch. It, it's what's what happened. And if they don't, good for you. Then <laughs> I love it. I love things you love to see. I'm going to go with UCLA. They're the better team. They're they've proven to us mm-hmm. that they haven't they. They're better than some of these letdown seasons they've had in the past. So maybe we'll see. Maybe honestly, man, I'm only taking them because they're at home. They're at yeah. home. I think UCLA. They, I think they get it done. Yeah, but I would argue that I don't think it doesn't matter if this game was played at Stanford or at UCLA. I don't think a home field advantage really plays much here. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, next series, I'm gonna go ahead and just congratulate LSU on the win. No, because- Campbell broke the curse, dude. Oh, that's true. Campbell did break the curse. But LSU goes to um, to Fayetteville and plays against Arkansas. And as much as I like LSU, and I think just as good of an offense, um, I think my camera, I mean, my Wi-Fi just went out. Hold on. You did. You did. Can you hear? Oh, there we go. I'm back. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Arkansas – they got humbled last week, lost two out of three, and uh, they're going to bounce back at home. They know how big and important this series is against LSU. And I just don't think LSU has the pitching to, to keep up with Arkansas's offense. Uh, I think you're right. Des and Stoney. I have Arkansas. I have Arkansas. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got Arkansas across the board. Um, yeah, Des and Sony also have Arkansas. That, that's why I think, I think LSU's going to win I the think, series now. I think it's hard. To, I mean, last week it was Arkansas' first SEC series loss in 2019. I'll say they don't lose back-to-back series. Yeah, that's why, that, that, was a big, that was a big point of mine, too. Yeah. And they're at home. Arkansas and LSU have a rivalry, but it's not the kind of rivalry you think. It's more of the fans saying whose stadium is bigger, whose fans are better. That's, I think that's more of the rivalry rather than on the field. So um, mm-hmm. I like Arkansas here. Yep. Uh, I think we all agree. We all like Arkansas. Um, next two series, the last two series, are going to be both mid-major series. Uh, Kennesaw is hosting Liberty. Battle of the A-Sun right now. Two of the – I mean, they're the top two teams in A-Sun, followed by Florida Gulf Coast and Eastern Kentucky. But um, Liberty on the road. Uh, it, I, at first, I was like, you know, Kennesaw at home, I like that. But if you remember this from last year, Liberty was a road warriors last year. They went on the road, I think, won seven or eight games against ACC teams. And they, they kind of fit the mold again this year. I, I didn't look up their road schedule, but I will do that right now while I'm talking through this. Um, it, it just feels like Liberty always gets up for these big series, and they need to win this series. They absolutely need to win this series to maintain like an at-large potential or possibly a two seed and a regional. Um, they're 20 and 11 this year, and they do have. Um, oh wow! I take back everything I said. They're seven and six on the road. They're not road warriors. I had no, it drilled in my mind because I knew they won two out of three to open the year at Florida. And I was like, oh yeah, they probably. No, they played a lot of home games. Yeah, and they've um, lost. A, they've lost almost every A Sun road series. Yeah, but anyway, so they their last two losses have been to Virginia and Virginia Tech on midweeks, but they did sweep Florida Gulf Coast last week. I think they're going to bounce back. Kennesaw is a very hitter-friendly ballpark, and Liberty's got a great offense. 
Um, and so I, I think all in all, this is going to be some high scoring games. But I think Liberty wins two out of three just because, uh, man, they're just a little bit better of a team. Just a little bit better of ben, a team. Come Sunday, I promise you right now, I promise you you're going to wish you took Kennesaw. Kennesaw lost two games to unwalk off singles at Florida Gulf Coast. They're much better at home. They're, we were super high on Liberty. They went through a really dark period. Oh, yeah. And then they swept Gulf Coast at home, starting to come out of it. Hot, cold, but hot honestly, theory. Honestly, Kennesaw might be the best team in the A-Zone this year. And this weekend will tell us a lot about that. But I'm going with Kennesaw State. Yeah. So me and me and Stoney did Liberty, and you and Des are Kennesaw. So split half and half, just like the Stanford UCLA series. Um, last series here, we have Georgia Southern hosting Georgia State. Big two Sunbelt teams that are very, I, I mean, it's safe to say. We don't say Sunbelt uh, anymore. Two fun belt teams that I would say we could all agree are overachieving so far this year uh, based off of the projections we had them. I mean, nobody could have predicted them. To... I think overachieving is not fair. I think having a very good start to the year is a good word because yeah. overachieving isn't fair because, like, you know, they're grinding their way through the season. And it's not like they overachieve one weekend. After, you know, six weeks of baseball, I think it kind of you can start to get an idea. Hey, they're pretty good, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, maybe I did cross the line a little bit by saying that they're overachieving because I mean, it, it turns out they could just both be both damn good teams. So, um, but obviously, with us being both in the state of Georgia, this this one pops out for mid major um, weekend series pick them. Now, Georgia State's in first place in the Sun Belt, which blows my mind with teams like Texas State and Troy, Georgia Southern, South Alabama, Louisiana Lafayette, Coastal Carolina. These are all teams that like, I would have picked ahead of Georgia State at the beginning of the year 100 times out of 100. But um, so Georgia State's 10 and 2 in conference, and, and Georgia Southern's 8 and 4. But the one thing, I, there's two things I know about these teams. One, I watched Georgia State play in person against Mercer. They looked terrible. And I watched Georgia Southern play in person against Mercer, and they looked unbelievable. Georgia Southern has a sneaky, great home field advantage. Um, rowdy fans. Park. Beautiful park. Rowdy fans. They sell alcohol in the stadium. Uh, and it's going to be sold out there. And uh, so that's what that's why I'm leaning. Actually, I'm not leaning. I'm, I'm diving into Georgia Southern. I think that Georgia Southern is going to make a statement win here against Georgia State and, and kind of take Georgia State off their high horse. Coming off a week, a midweek win against Georgia Tech, uh, this just feels like a time where Georgia Southern is going to step up and say, you know what, you guys are still little brothers to us. Gata. Hey, for those of you who don't know. What does Gata, Gata mean? I see it hashtag. Get after their asses. <laughs> okay. You didn't know that? No, I see Georgia Southern people hashtag Gata. that all the time. Yeah, get after their asses. Um, it was a football thing that started a long time ago. Um, give me Georgia Southern in the borough. I'm telling you right now, it's not easy to go down there. Um, no. My first, hey, Ben, my first ever college, no, that's not true. My first ever rivalry start in college my freshman year was at Georgia Southern. That was um, before they built the nice new ballpark, though, right? No, they had the new, ball, new Did, ballpark. They, oh, okay. The outfield wall was not the same, but their stadium was all, it, it's still the same as now. Mm -hmm. They didn't um, have the big blue monster in right field. No, no, it was a short. It was a normal wall the way around. Um, my half of my high school was at that game because they all went to Georgia Southern. Um, so they were all chanting all these nicknames nobody else knew but me and like 
my, the guy, the Mercer. <laughs> so everyone was dying laughing all game. Like the Midnight Meat Train, the Meat, they were screaming all these names. <laughs> and it ended up catching on because they were like, sit down, Meat. Sit down, Meat. You're no good, Meat. And That's all this amazing. stuff ended up going like sixth inning. Like, I don't know, one, two runs or something like that. Um, we won the game, but it was probably one of my most fun starts because Georgia yeah. Southern, they have their baseball fans down there. They oh, have a no good doubt. time. They care about baseball. Um, just I'm telling you, man, just wait until the Sun Belt gets bigger. Georgia Southern keeps growing. That That's going to be like a – when you think of Southern Miss and Louisiana, Lafayette, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, Southern could be one of those schools because they're down south in the country. No, but I'm telling you guys, there's nothing around Statesboro. It's There's Georgia Southern and Georgia Southern. Three hours from Atlanta, like three hours from Jacksonville. You just kind of they're in the fa- middle. They're of in the nowhere. middle of South Georgia in the country. Probably about an hour from Savannah. I, was, I want to say forty-five. Yeah, an minutes hour from hour. Savannah, but Savannah has Savannah State, who's now Division Two. So, like, there's not. I mean, unless it, you're going to watch it, the Savannah it, Bananas it, game, there's nothing. You're really in the to... country down there, mm-hmm. and hey, if baseball gro- keeps growing down there, there, I'm telling you, man. They're, it's going to be a good program the next five yeah. five years. But give me Georgia Southern. Um, I love that. It's going to be a great series. Um, yeah, Des was the only one to take Georgia State because Stoney took Georgia Southern, and, of course, I took Georgia Southern. Yeah. Now, here's a uh, here's like a fun thing here that we're going to end the show on here. I want you to, to tell me who you think – like try to name the top ten conferences in order by like the – it's called the ELO. Uh, Warren Nolan has the conference ELO rankings right now. So try to name the top 10 and and it might make you want without looking or what without looking. Well, yeah, okay. without looking. No, of course. <laughs> um, but I, this, this might make us rethink the whole mid-major poll because there's a couple conferences that might not should they should not be considered mid-major. And there's a couple, a couple conferences that might should be considered mid-major. I, I let me before we I get into the you're thinking the American should be a mid major and you're thinking Conference USA should not be. Nope. Sun Belt should not be. Not Sun Belt. No, I'm just. I'll, I'll let you know my thing. Big West. Big West might be another one of them. No, well the the West Coast Conference is better than the Big West. I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil that. Okay, that's right. With Grand Canyon and mm-hmm. B, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. SEC number one. Yep. Big 12, number two? No. ACC. ACC, two. And then Big 12. Yep. I knew it was 2A and 2B. Anyways, okay. SEC, ACC, Big 12. Give me Pac-12. Yep. Um, Then give me um, Sunbelt. No. There's actually a tie. There's a tie for fifth. It's the American and the... The American and Sunbelt. Nope. Uh. West uh, Western Athletic, nope. Or big uh, West Coast Conference USA. So the American and Conference USA oh, are tied for yeah. fifth. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Go back fifth. Um, so and American then seven and Conference USA. Yep. Who's seventh for fifth? Sixth or seventh would be Big Ten. Nope. Sun Belt. Yep. Seventh Sun Belt. Eighth West Coast. Yep. Ninth Big West. Nope. Big Ten. Yep. And then Nine, ten. Big ten, 10 Big West. Nope. Missouri Valley. Wow. Yeah. So it's weird because everybody has this idea that like, oh, the the how are you gonna say conference USA and the American um are are 
one's mid major and we one's need not. to really sit down and reevaluate yeah. our mid major pool. I would I would actually go ahead and say maybe well, we next just, year thumbnail won't be in it. Yeah, dude. Maybe next year um, we do five. We do the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, and then the rest are mid major because. Like the Big Ten shouldn't. What if should we named it the non-power five no, power, like, uh, poll? How about like the non-power four poll? I think that no Big Ten. We're, we're not putting Big Ten teams in that poll, dude. I think we might. I'm need not to putting consider... Nebraska. I'm not putting Michigan in number one. That that would be stupid. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that would be so stupid. But I'm hey, saying number the Big one Ten is Michigan. The ninth number best... two, number two is Dallas. Bab. Number three is Southern Miss. Number four is. Um, Indiana State, like, and then number five with Nebraska, like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I just, it was just so surprising to see the Big Ten was ninth, and then the American and Conference USA fifth, and Sun anyway, Belt seventh. Hour forty two minutes of pure fun. Yeah, dude, this was a fun episode, and uh, obviously we missed Des and Stony, but they're both uh, working right now. But y- y'all enjoy your we- uh, Easter weekend. We got lots of college baseball. Happy a lot Easter. Of- Lots of uh, MLB going on. I think NBA playoffs are starting. So definitely check in on the, on the college baseball stuff. We'll be tweeting about it. uh, And, and always blog, not blogging, but just tweeting. 19 minutes until baseball starts. Yep. So uh, y'all enjoy. I'm gonna get this episode out as soon as possible. And uh, y'all tweet us your thoughts or or DM us or like, and subscribe, whatever you guys want to do. Thank you for all the support guys. Um, we we appreciate it so much um we get messages every now and then it makes what we do worth it um but yeah hey you guys have a great weekend appreciate the listen appreciate the support go like and subscribe whatever um they they do out there i don't forget all the different (laughs) things that um people say say to do but um yeah man um baseball's heating up man i cannot wait for the postseason oh yeah let's roll